Well, hello there. It's me, Harold, the puppet. And you are watching Shooting. I don't curse, so shooting poop. Yeah. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it is episode number 46. While we have the butt trumpet playing of the premier Joey K in the background, we are here to let you know this is shooting shit, the one and only poop noise area of all time. We are here to give you a jam-packed episode because last week we decided to take a sabbatical. We needed time away. You needed time away from us, but we're back. And we're here to make it all great. So episode 46, a jam-packed week and maybe week and a half of wrestling. Is coming up next. gentlemen since we've been gone vince mcmahon has been gone triple h has taken over rick flair said goodbye for the final time hopefully ring of honor had death before dishonor and rampage put on a banger tonight where are we going first ddj you mean, you mean dynamite put on a banger dynamite put on a banger the card for rampage looked amazing yeah where are we going tonight well, you know what? Let's start with uh, the the event that happened first. Let's go with the uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. Um, you know what? Let's let our resident Ring of Honor uh, guru, Joey K, uh, lead us off on the the, the discussion here. What do you think? Um, I, I think overall it was a pretty good show. I mean, I'm going to say pretty good. The problem I guess I have with it is it doesn't feel like a Ring of Honor show. And that's, I, I think, you know, just on Twitter, you know, I have a lot of Ring of Honor faithful friends um, and everybody kind of comes to the same consensus. It's AEW, Tony Khan's version of Ring of Honor. So it's not quite an ROH show. Um, I mean, the highlights, well, I'll save the biggest highlight for last, but, um, you know, the title match was good, wasn't great, especially with finding out everything after the fact, you know, right. all the dirt sheets reporting basically Gresham once out of his AEW Ring of Honor deal, um, you know, which do I see a point? Of course I do. You know, he, you know, if it's to be believed what's out there on the internet right now, you know, he's basically, he shows up and they say, oh, you're turning heel. You're with Tully Blanchard. And then 
fucking Tully Blanchard's not even part of AEW Ring of Honor anymore. It, it's a, it was a pointless heel turn. Why? To, to have Claudio as the face, you know, for, for a match? Doesn't make any sense. You know, a character, I shouldn't say character, a, a wrestler like Gresham doesn't need a heel or face type persona. He, he can do everything on his own, like just as an independent, not comparing him to such, but somebody like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Does he need to be a face or a heel? Absolutely not. He just needs to be himself. The Rock does not need to be a face or heel, just being himself. And I'm not going to put Gresham on that level, of course, but his t- his style of wrestling and his type type of personality doesn't need to be a face or a heel. And I feel like Tony Khan tried to like pigeonhole him into that. And I just didn't like it. Um, highlights. Shit. Garcia versus uh, Yuta. Fucking mint. Love yeah. that match. It was awesome. Um, Daniel Garcia is having himself a nice little run. I mean, last week he, you know, he submitted Brian Danielson. Yeah. And that, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on that match. And that was a great match too. Um, you know, we were talking about Garcia last year, having like a bit of a breakout and here he is, you know, over halfway point of this year and he's back to having a little bit of a breakout again, which is really great. And Um, he's also the current uh, PWG champion. Yeah, exactly. Um, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Did anybody not believe that that was going to deliver based on who was in that match? Don't need the extra bullshit. I don't need fucking Zatnam Singh. I don't need all that nonsense. But overall, just a fucking quality match. Um, What else did we have? The six-man title match. Yep. Which I disagree with completely. (laughs) Sorry, DDJ, because I know you'd rather have your prostate checked out by Dalton Castle personally, but I like what is this all of a sudden? This I just want my Colt Cabana butt plug put it. Shut up. Um, yep, yep, let's see, let's see. And I only said that because you said that you sent that in the group chat today, so this is why I said it. Um, but you know. I mean, you have the righteous, which I mean, I wanted to see the righteous carry that ROH six man title a little bit, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, again, solid match. Uh, how about the Ring of Honor women's title match? Oh, yeah. That was yeah. probably one of the best women's matches AEW Ring of Honor I've seen in months. Yeah, months. Yeah. I fully solid. expected it to be as good as it was, dude. Hey. We talked about this pre prior to the event, and we talked about the women that can basically run the division of Ring of Honor, and you saw two of them right there. And I mean, hats off to them. That was a fucking fantastic match. Um, what else am I missing before we get to the main event? I feel like I'm missing. Oh, dude, one. you're missing uh, one. What am I missing? Please. Fresh. I have so many matches. We have so much to catch up on. Uh, Oh yeah, the the Roosh versus Dragon Lee. Yes, there we go. Roosh versus Dragon Lee. And there's so many matches that we haven't talked about right now. So I'm so fucking behind, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Because I feel like this was like three months ago at this point. Uh, The only downside of that, no build up. It was just like thrown together last minute. 
But again, Roosh and Dragon Lee, I mean, they're brothers. They know each other. They've worked together so long. So they can have a fucking classic match instantly. Doesn't need to build up. And everybody's like, oh, shit, this is great. Uh, And, of course, your main event. We get to the main event. And I'm going to ask you guys this. I'll save my opinion for the end. Uh, DDJ first. Did it live up to the hype and surpass the first one? Yes and yes. Okay. Jovan? Did it live up to the hype? Yes. It was a hell of a match. Two out of three falls. I'm always in. I love that type of match, especially for these type of feuds. Was it better than the first one? I don't know. Give me uh, give me nostalgia issues on it, man. I like the first one better just because it was like, wow, we're, we're getting this match. And it was big and it felt like a big deal. This kind of felt like part two, which it was. So I think the first one might have been a bit better. What say you, fair, Joey K? Fair point. Um, it, did it live up to the hype? Absolutely. I, I mean, two of the best tag teams in the world, period, going at it. The two out of three fall stipulation, I think, is perfect. You know how I feel about gimmick matches. Um, but this is a gimmick that really works for, you know, uh, in the vein of an Iron Man match, you know. So, for me, that really worked. Um, was it be- – I'm on the fence of was it better than the first one. I've been on the fence about it. I've actually even rewatched it again a second time. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, what I will say, I won't give an answer 100%, but I will say this. It's still, even having FTR win, it still gives that feel that you know there's gonna they're going to complete the trilogy at some point down the line. Okay, and this the what it felt to me was this was the match that is like okay, that there's gonna be a third somewhere down the line. There's gonna be they're gonna complete the trilogy, and that match all bets are off. It's gonna be probably the best of the three, but this one it just felt more to me like the build up to that. Okay, so it, it was close though. It, it's I mean one A and one B. As far as, you know, ranking the two of them and whatever mood I'm in, I'll say which one was better, you know, but. So one of, one of the things that I really, I I really liked about the commentary during this match is they mentioned how that the Briscoes are signed to a long-term deal. So they were, they're telling, you know, they went out, the the commentary team went out of their way to tell, you know, the, those that were watching Briscoes aren't going anywhere which is, I think, is is a sigh of relief for a lot of the heart. You know, like Joey K, you know, the Giovanni Tuhati and myself, who are all big fans of the Briscoes and stuff. I did like that. I definitely think there is a third match, and I want to pose this question to you two, you two gentlemen. What is the stipulation in that third match? I have I have what I think would be the most logical because it pays homage to Ring of Honor, but I want to hear what you guys think. And see if any, if either of you two maybe steal my answer. Um, man, I don't know. I to me, just because of what I like, preference wise. I mean, I I think we 
but it's hard to do this because you just had a two out of three fall. I, I mean, for me, always the logical step would be to finish in an Ironman. Mm-hmm. Um, give him the full 60. Send that bitch to overtime one apiece type deal. You know, like right. let's have like about 70 minutes worth of just craziness and somebody coming through. Also, too, by the way, did you guys like the finish on that? How how do we feel about the finish, the final pinfall? Hmm. Refresh, refresh for those that maybe didn't see it, and those that just need a refresher. What was? Can you? Uh, it was. It, it was. It was Dax just kind of like kicking his foot back and just putting his foot on top. Was it Jay? Yeah. I think it was Jay, and uh, just putting his foot on top of him to get the three count because they were just both yeah. so destroyed. Um, yeah, I I love that because to me, you know, it just shows how. Almost basically how equal these teams are, and it's basically showing, yeah, FTR won, but they escaped by the skin of their teeth, and so that doesn't take away anything from the Briscoes by you know, because it didn't, it wasn't a decisive win by FTR. Like I said, they they just ba- they barely won. I mean, right? They basically it was like you know they were basically like Michael Jordan hitting you know hitting the game winning shot to you know. And, you know, his last game as a Chicago Bull, you know, I mean, that that's how close it was. So I, I actually, I really like that finish. Uh, but going back to the question, Hot One, what's your, what's your take on what do you think the stipulation for the third match should be? There's only one way I could see this ending because you have already the first match. Grade A, perfect tag team oh, match. Time out. Oh. I actually didn't say what my stipulation was. I only oh, said Iron Man. Say what the I thought the logical match. would be. I think just because it's Ring of Honor and there's been some classics along this line, yeah, most yeah. likely has to be a ladder match. Because Ring of Ring of Honor has had some classic ladder the matches. Ladder Wars. Yeah. That's and, actually was my my what I think it's going to be too. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's gonna be exactly that or some kind of modified type version of it, mm-hmm. but um, because it's an AEW product now, but that's the I think that would be the logical direction. As much as I would say, yeah, give me give me an Iron Man, give me seventy minutes of these guys just tearing each other apart. But because um, I, I I assume that it's going more than sixty, that's why I say seventy. I'm not an idiot, but uh, you know I I look at it, two teams like that would go the overtime, but some type of ladder match I think would be it. Javon Cut. Some type of ladder match in the ladder wars, we say. I'm old school. I am very old school. I like my blow-offs to be decisive. And to me, the blow-off has to be the Briscoes taking those belts. So this Ladies, is going to fall on He also blowjobs to be decisive as well, too. That's right. Either you finish or you I was don't. thinking that Joey K just, just had, obviously, you know, he's our resident heel, so he just was going to come out and say it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw the look on your face. You're, like, waiting for me to say some <laughs> kind of blowjob comment. Hey, new tagline new tag for Joey K, all filler, no filter. Oh, oh yes. I like that. Fuck yeah. Print it on, put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a t-shirt, boys. Anyways. I like decisiveness. I think it has to be a match where the where them boys finally go over. And for that, yeah. I can really only see one match type. And I'm taking it street fight. 
I want a street fight between these two. I need something. I need that decisive. We did everything we can through the fucking chicken coop at you. Give me a street fight. I like that. I like it too. What scares me is stadium stampede, fucking whatever other Tony Khan barbed wire death match bullshit that he comes up with. That that's what I want to avoid. If there's gonna be a street fight, I want to see a true ring of honor type street fight. Right. Like not I mean, unless it's on location down in fucking At Delaware. The farm. At the fucking farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware, dude. If it's the, if it's like that, okay, I'm I'm gonna say I will put I will put all my thoughts aside about those types of <laughs> matches and pre-recorded shit because yeah. I'm about I'm about fucking a brawl in Sandy Fork. But if, if there's a brawl in Sandy Fork, someone needs to get with the chicken. What, wasn't it during uh, like COVID a couple years ago or something? Didn't they do a match from the farm? Yeah. Yeah. They got a ring on the farm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember though. Who do you remember who it was against? Oh, I'm mm. not to think now. See, this is the problem. There's so many fucking matches I'm thinking about tonight. I can't even. <laughs> can't I, even if I try now, I'm gonna try to backtrack. It's gonna fuck the rest of the night up. I can't remember, but there was something. He just forgot first grade math. Damn it, DJ. Oh my God. Where's Plus my two is four. God damn. Whatever. Either way, that I would be down for that. But yeah, I, I mean, any of these types of matches, I think, for the final blow off. And yeah, the Briscoes, I think, have to go over at that point. Yes. Because yeah. um, I think because by that time, by the time that match rolls around, because you're probably, what are we at? Uh, we're, you know, beginning of August. Um, and it was what? Roughly about three and a half months between the first and the second. Yep. So. Usually, if you go around the four months at this point, you could probably do, and I think it'd be appropriate. Why not do it at final battle? Yeah. Plus, they've got a FTR has to start dropping belts soon. They've got and to that's drop. What I'm, the, that's what I was going to soon. say. That's what I was going to say. Um, I think by the time they get to this match, this whole FTR collecting all the belts thing is probably going to run its course and stuff. So yeah. And they're probably they're not going to get the AEW tag team belts. They've put that on Swerve in our glory. So mm-hmm. poor FTR. They won't be able to have all the gold, but they are the best. Yeah, but like just uh, be, you know, I just real going back to uh, before we move on to you know the other shows. Um, you know, jo- Giovanni and I will give our takes on. I really enjoyed the show. You know, I I enjoyed it from the comfort of my you know house. I had a couple of bird dogs from um, B Dubs. Excellent, uh, excellent idea by Buffalo Wild Wings. I thought they were really good, and some, you know, and some cheese curds and stuff. But, um, but no, I really enjoyed the show. Like you said, every, you know, the mm-hmm. main card was pretty good. I think we were all shocked at how sudden the 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 ti- the, the the title, you know, the world title match ended, and obviously with everything that came out after that, it kind of makes sense um, in that. So, but, but you know yeah. what. Props to Gresham, though, because if there is truth behind what's out there being said on this, mm. um, fucking professional, still went out there, still had a great match with Claudio, dropped the title, fucking, and, you know, look, he, Code of Honor. Gresham has been the face of Ring of Honor through the COVID era. Yep. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. 
Yeah. Um, so he did right as far as the Ring of Honor name, the Code of Honor. And I, I like, you know, I have nothing but respect for that. I, I would love to see him, though. I want to see him, you know, have a match against Danielson, have a match against Punk, the, the Ring of Honor legends. You know, will it happen? Who knows? Who knows? You know, hopefully they get the shit worked out. But because he's too good of a fucking talent not to. Um, anyhow. Well, I mean, and we'll, if you know, if, if miracles can happen, I mean, everybody thought, you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi were going to go to AEW, but it looks like, you know, we'll get into this more a little bit later when we talk about Triple H, but it looks like, you know, they're going, they're coming back to WWE. So yeah. who knows, you know, maybe Gresham and, you know, TK will have a sit down, you know, and I, you know, maybe get on the same page because I'm with Joey K. I would love to see Jonathan Gresham on this stage still. Well, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, going back, like you said, the obviously, what else can be said about that that tag team title match that hasn't already been said? The women's title match was was amazing. I mean, there really wasn't a bad match on the main card. I mean, like we mm-hmm. talked about, Yuta and Garcia, the six man was 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 really good and stuff. And like you said, brother versus brother was really good. I mean, it was a. It was a stacked show, and it, I thought it lived up to its expectations. Hot one, what about you? What do you think? I enjoyed the show, but what we said with Supercard, it felt like Supercard was an ROH show. We said Tony Khan did ROH right with Supercard. He stayed true to the formulas. He had it to where it felt like an ROH card, but it featured maybe a few AEW guys, a few New Japan guys. But it felt at the core as it was an ROA show. Death by Dishonor felt like AEW with some ROH guys. I don't know what changed in the soul of the matches. Because the matches were good. But something, something noticeably different happened between the two shows. To where Ring of Honor feels like AEW Presents ring of honor and not ring of honor so hopefully that's something that can get rectified by bringing in more talent that are ring of honor talent and not stacking the card with aew guys um for everybody that's out there kill me if you want i i'm a fan of claudio i understand that he's had you know been not pushed the way he should have been he should not be the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. Not yet, at least. Not yet. You don't just walk in off the street into the promotion that this man has put on his back, and you there. there's no honor in what you did to Jonathan Gresham. So for that reason, I like Claudio as a wrestler. I just don't see him as the Ring of Honor champion. Um, we already have Wheeler Yuta, who was an AEW guy, holding the pure title that I agree with because that was a great match. Mm-hmm. Will Yuta has gone out there, put ROH out, but this just feels like it's an AEW guy with an ROH belt. I don't like it. Um, the Righteous, man, the Righteous took a hard one on the chin. Mm. How how they lost to the boys, I, I, I don't know. Um, that wasn't good to me. Um, women's match was a banger. Uh, the attraction match, I guess you'll say, with Roosh and Dragon Lee was great. I understand Roosh was ROH. Um, 
was a champion, was undefeated for a long time, had a hell of a run. Looked like the next big thing until he didn't want to resign. And now Roosh is doing Ring of Honor matches again. So, hey, here's your sign, Roosh. Guess what? It comes full circle, buddy. Um, I don't know. You you start off taking my champion away from me. The show to me just never really recovered after that until the main event just because of who was in it. So it was enjoyable, but it, it wasn't Ring of Honor. Okay. One complaint, too. Tony Khan. Bring back the fucking ROH barricades. Did, did anybody else feel like there is missing of that front row? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely Sinatra. That that's ROH right there. Such a fucking Ring of can Honor I, staple. Can I, can I add one more thing? I would love to see see them bring back to Ring of Honor. Todd Sinclair. That's another one. Yeah, I I almost was waiting like. Is Todd going to show up and ref a match somewhere? I was hoping for it. You know, it's just, there's certain things that are so ring of honor. Todd being in there, um, you know, just a little bit. I we, Hey, we did get a Caprice Coleman. Oh, my God. That was perfect. I, I was I, I popped for that huge because. Those two are so good together, Coleman. Caprice Coleman and Ian Riccoboni. Yeah, they are. They're 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 absolutely Ring of Honor, so that that's such a good call having them. And then Bobby um, Cruz babe, with the, being the ring announcer still too, gotta love that. Bobby Cruz, that's he's the voice of Ring of Honor in my opinion. So like, yeah, just yeah, get uh, Todd's missing. Todd's missing from that group right there. Get, get bring Todd in, do a match or two. You know, uh, come on, I, 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 that that was missing. I, I agree with you on that. All right, so let's, uh, Javon. What do you say? You want? Let's move on to SummerSlam. Let's move on to the first show in the Triple H era. First premium live event. First premium live event. Excuse me. He needs to go back to letting us call these fucking pay per views or something. That's I'm fucking calling them pay per views. Go, go fuck Jeez. yourself. I don't care about the fucking <laughs> cock. Okay, I don't care about the cock. They're fucking stupid network. Mark uh, that down. That's the first time he's ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it the last though? We don't know. We'll no, see. I'm I'm old school. I'm calling them fucking pay per views, and I'll call it like I see them. Motherfucking Dalton Castle and the boys. I don't I don't give a fuck about Dalton Castle and two fucking ham and eggers coming out there that I don't give two shits about <laughs> winning a fucking Ring of Honor title. Go fuck yourself. Just do your human man ladder, f- like flop around with your peacock feathers, and get the fuck out of the ring because the righteous are there to fuck shit up. That was some bullshit. We're still going on the peacock. Uh, you got, go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Joey, Joey, Joey K is riding the cock right now. Ride that cock, Joey K. Where do I go with this? Where do I? I don't go? know. You I don't, tell me. Oh my god, he's speechless, Javon. Let's <laughs> move. Let's do it. Is it because is it because you have a Colt Cabana shaped butt plug or what? <laughs> it goes boom boom when you put it in. Yeah. Yeah, right in the boom boom, buddy. Fucking both. Just, just, just spit on it first. Right in there. Coca Panda, boom boom. You do realize I could cut your mics off. Did Did he sign it for you too, buddy? Did he sign it? Did that come in your mail today? How do you explain that to your wife? I'm on, I'm just curious. It goes next to the big purple Matt Taven, uh, you know. 
to to all the shooters out there, breaking news: uh, starting tomorrow, open auditions for. Joey K, that one. I'll that see you when so I see you, boys. <laughs> Joey K, K Fabe officially suspended indefinitely from <laughs> from shooting shit. More on that later. <laughs> oh, I'll play the breaking news music. <sighs> all right, let's talk about uh, the NDAs premium live event. Oh, there we go. Bougie ass bullshit. It's a pay-per-view. Anyway. Oh, if we're talking bougie, Joey K, I got a question for you. What's up? Pardon me, but do you have any gray poupon? Uh yeah. That's that's what I was gonna ship over to you for your butt plug, but you know, a little spice, little flavor, high class. I went I'm gonna pay somebody in an Uber to drive to your house, roll their window down, and be like, Pardon me, DDJ. Would you like to lube with this? I am so glad my son doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I'm glad your son doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen yet. Dude, the, the terrible <laughs> words that I would teach to your son is just awful. I mean, my kids are fucked, but whatever. Oh, That's just the luck of the draw. You know what? If you're gonna, you, you would have to get past my wife to uh, if you were going to teach these terrible words to my son. And trust me, you yeah, do not I mean, want to be on the bad side of my wife. I'm absolutely more, way more terrified of your wife than you. So just, I am too. That. Yeah. I, I don't, I, that's why I won't fuck around with that. I'm like, nah, I'm good on that one. You, I will fucking just absolutely great poupon on all day. I don't care. <laughs> but let's great poupon on this premium live event that was SummerSlam, gentlemen. <laughs> this pay per view that was SummerSlam. Man, I thought it would. I loved it. I honestly thought it's. And I was talking to someone. This to me was a top ten SummerSlam. Fucking hot take. It was the best WWE pay per view slash premium live event I've seen since I can't fucking remember. I will say that. That's very fair. Did it blow the fucking doors off? No. But was it really fucking good? Surprisingly, yes. It was okay. surprisingly well, watchable. I, I, I got an idea. Yeah. Probably the last show that the WWE put on, like the pay-per-view premium live event, whatever you want to call it. I think like this was the first really like good one that I thought was good from beginning to end. I want to say since uh, since the All Women's Evolution pay-per-view. Wow. I gotta, I'd have to think. I enjoyed. I'm not disagreeing because you're probably. I, I could probably agree with you on that. The, pro- the biggest maybe- problem is I haven't watched. There's a chunk of them I haven't watched start to finish because they're just unwatchable at points. No, nah, go if you if you if you can go if it, I've never looked to see if it's on available on uh, on Peacock. I think it is. Um, I would definitely go. I might even go back and watch it sometime because it's been a while. But no, that was really good. But I know Javon was kind of mentioning WrestleMania this year, which was really good. But I just, I, 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 I'm talking from start to finish. Like I, there were some spots at WrestleMania, Mania, especially night two, that I think were a little bit of a letdown. Which yeah, is night why, one was the better night. What's far. that? Night one was the better night. Of oh, Mania. absolutely. Yeah. But just WrestleMania as a whole, though. I mean, it's just. Night two kind of was like, you know, night one was so good. Night two kind of brought everybody back down to earth. So, all right. Hottest take of SummerSlam. 
and I I truly and genuinely hate myself for even fucking saying this. Oh, here we go. Like, there's an absolute part of me that wants to go lay down in fucking traffic for saying this. Can I drive but, my car over you? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. You got one of those little fucking baby sneaker on wheels, smart cars or something, whatever. I'll just fucking throw it out of the way. Uh, I drive a 2018 Nissan Versa. Thank you very much. Which I paid off this week. So the car is officially mine. Uh, I pictured you more as a fucking 97 Ford Fiesta guy, but whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Son of a bitch. I'm going to fucking say this. Okay, what's your hot take? Pains me. Fucking how good was Logan Paul? <laughs> like I can't, I can't. You know what? I'm with you on that. Jesus fucking Christ! I don't, I don't like him for just because I just he's it just he just strikes me as you know. So I don't know how why he how he got to be as famous as he does. But God damn it! I mean, between SummerSlam and WrestleMania, yeah, you can tell he puts in the work. The and for that I respect him. Okay, big bigger take is Miz is super underrated, and I I agree with that. My brother and I were watching SummerSlam together, and um, you know, I I said this. I told him I was like, "Yo, Miz is super fucking underrated, man." Still, just like in that um, what was it? The WWE Evil, like they did the little docu series. That was so good that episode they did on the Miz. Oh, I loved it. It was such a great episode. But what he said in there was like he's always that fucking guy. He's always the reality TV guy. He's always the guy who never paid his dues. The guy who got kicked out of the fucking locker room. The guy who had to fucking change in a bathroom somewhere. You know, he's always that guy. But when he when it got to the part about the talking smack with uh Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I was gonna say Brian Danson, but I want to say Daniel Bryan because it was WWE, but like you know, that shit was fucking like that was gold. That was gold. And that was years of frustration. He said it too. That was all that frustration that came out. You know, the, the, these guys who are these fucking the indie darlings, the guys who, oh, I paid my dues. I worked my way up here, blah, blah, blah. And they feel like Miz was always handed something. And the truth is, the guy's been there week in, week out. How many times has the Miz really been hurt? No, not go back. Go back once. Like once maybe twice in his whole fucking career i can remember that he was out injured that guy puts in the fucking remember work. remember the zombie match uh yeah for fuck i think sake. he was hurt during that like yeah but but, but yeah he's he, yeah i agree he's very rarely on the injured list so credit to wwe for putting logan paul and the miz together because they knew they were going to have somebody consistent somebody that could carry logan paul if needed but how much did Logan Paul really need to get carried in the match? His fucking he, sell, his selling was on point, guys. His selling was on yeah. point. He was a little stiff, and you saw it right early when he caught the Miz, and the Miz was red under his eye. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And then the Miz came back with a spot, and I can't remember. It was something in the corner, but he came back with a spot. And the first thing I said, I was like, there's your fucking receipt. Welcome to fucking the real world, Logan Paul, because the Miz fucking laid into him. And I was like, yeah. ooh, that looks stiff as fuck. And I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was some kind of kick. But, um, yeah, Logan Paul held his own and didn't need to be fucking carried like a typical celebrity match. Oh, it pains me to say it, but I actually want to see where he goes from here now. Like, you what's see- the next move for him? 
have you seen the memes going around with uh, Dominic Mysterio kind of looking as like that look when Do- you realize that Logan Paul's already better? Oh, poor Dom. But you know, Dom's problem for this, and I'll say this even in their in their fucking match, uh, Dom's biggest problem is his father. Yeah. How the fuck do you live up to one of the fucking goats? Like you don't. Like that's always a problem with is, legacy. Is, is is would you say he's basically like this generation in wrestling, this generation's David Flair? Oh no, David Flair no. was the shits, dude. David yeah. Flair was the okay. absolute shits. He's this generation's um, DiBiase Jr. Oh, that's it. That's, that's a, a really good one. I like that. That's a great fucking point. You know what? I'll give you that one. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, look, not everybody's Randy Orton. Okay, uh, not, not everybody is you know like gonna come in and live up to the fucking hype or potentially yep. surpass what they're you know. Not everybody's Kurt Henning. Not everybody's everybody's The Rock. Yeah, not everybody's The Rock. Like, but also, thankfully, not everybody's fucking David Flair either. (laughs) No disrespect, but he was put in some spots where he shouldn't have fucking ever been in. Agreed. And, you know, but that's WCW. That's a discussion for another day. Um, But how does Dominic Mysterio live up to the legacy of Ray? Like, Oh fuck, man, that's hard. That's so hard. That you can go the Mysterio name and just try to do something yourself. Yeah, and uh, which hey, that's why I respect uh, the Rock's daughter. She's trying to do her own fucking thing, and good for her because, yeah. dude, you, you got to step out of the shadow of one of the one of the all time great performers of the last fucking I'll say it fifty years at least, yeah. if not of all time. I mean, it's the same thing the Rock had to do because I mean, look at look at the Soul Man. Soul Man had it all. He was just never gotten the right opportunity at the right time. Right. Look at his look at High Chief. High Chief, one of the fucking greats. You know, look at look at the Annoy family in general. Yeah. I mean, those now that's another that's another aspect. A lot of these guys have to live up to fucking family name. That's okay. a big family, and there's a lot of fucking guys that you know have to break out of the shadows and a lot of them are successful at it so so here's here's a question here's a question and this kind of stems off another match that i thought was really good on on SummerSlam. we talk about you know living up to you know your father who made who made a name for himself in this business what do you think about the usos do you think they've do you think they're one of those ones that have eclipsed the success of their father rikishi Oh yeah, hot take, hot take, hot take. Absolutely, I was gonna say, what's your hot take? I, I, for the record, I say yes as well. Rikishi did not have a Hall of Fame worthy career. Fair point. As the Sultan, no. As Rikishi, no. This was not a Hall of Fame career. The name and the family, and the fan power got Rikishi into the Hall of Fame. So off wrestling merit alone, Rikishi is not a Hall of Famer. His sons, day one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, yeah, I think the Usos have far surpassed, you know, what their father has done in this business. Not, I'm not going to discredit um, because there was a period of time where Rikishi was one of the fucking hottest 
superstars in all of WWE. Like in 2000, 2001. Early 2000s with with fucking Too Cool. I mean, dude, they were selling fucking merch like crazy. The fucking crowd loved him. You couldn't get away from him doing the fucking dance. Um, And he was still putting in that traditional Samoan-esque work, you know? Um, But... The Usos, I mean, Jesus Christ, they are absolutely first ballot Hall of Fame all the way. They're, in my opinion, one of the top three tag teams in all the world right now. They're saddled where they're at. They're saddled because they're in WWE. They can't go against teams like fucking G.O.D. They can't have a match against FTR. They can't have a match against the Briscoes. They can't have a good match against FTR because we know how Vince booked it. Right. In all fairness. FTR and WWE and FTR today are two different fucking Two things. different FTRs. No, the FTR exactly. was not the WWE. That was the Revival. Fuck the Revival. Fuck the Revival. Yeah. FTR, though, fucking legendary. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that, but going back to the main point, it's so hard to fucking live, like, on your own out of the shadow of a fucking legendary performer. You go back through history, and very few people were successful at it. Yeah, but the ones who were were fucking superstars. Yep. Yeah. Am I wrong? We look back at somebody like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, right? Probably deserved a world title run. Yes. I, I mean, it's not not probably did, in my opinion, did deserve a world title run. But I'll tell you I this: mean, I mean, one of the greatest intercontinental WWE. champions of all yeah. time. Yes. Talking WWF, I mean, he had an AWA title run, but no, nobody really knows about that. Right, so. exactly. I, I'm talking, you know, main, main mainstream. Yeah, no. you know, and yes, there was a time where AWA was huge, but that was also the end of that era when the WWF was becoming this big. They were going national. International. Um, you had the NWA transitioning with WCW or, or world-class transitioning to WCW breaking away from the NWA and then becoming these two major entities. And, uh, you know, but Kurt Henning surpassed what his father, you know, the ax did. Yep. Um, of course, his we son, not so much. What's that? His son, not so much. There's another example of how the fuck do you live in the shadow of some of the best performers of all time? And you don't, I mean, was he terrible? No. No. Same thing with Ted DiBiase Jr. I'm not saying he was a fucking terrible worker. No. Also, one of the greatest fucking Cody stories ever. You tr- that referee <laughs> tried to fuck on me. Absolutely <laughs> fucking classic story. I laugh every time, but you know, is he the million dollar man? No, no. he's not. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, though. Here's a real hot take. I know we get back on SummerSlam here in a second, but <laughs> the next guy. Who's going to be that fucking star that surpasses their father and their family legacy? Braun Breaker, 100%. Yes. That's yeah. the guy who's fucking going to be next level and stand on his own out of the shadow of his uncle, out of the shadow of his father. Um, so good on him. I mean, he he's already doing it right yeah, now. That kid's, that kid's a star. That kid's a fucking he's gonna be a huge fucking star. And that's an he's another guy that's gonna fucking succeed so much with Hunter back in charge. But let's get back to fucking SummerSlam. So I I really thought every match 
on that show. Minus uh, 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 what? Not every, not every match. If you would have let me finish, I was going to say every match but one was really good. Okay. Yeah. Can we can we omit the Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey match from SummerSlam? No. Well, no, we can't omit it because it happened. But that was the match that I thought was was obviously the weakest match. And I'm a uh, Liv fan, and I still thought that was bullshit. Yeah, it it was. Um, I mean, the only newsworthy thing that come out of it is that apparently Ronda Rousey's a heel again. Yeah, she's always a heel. She's always yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's better as a heel. It's like Joey K trying to be a face. She's just just not going to fucking happen. No, No. he swears too much. So Joey K spent some time talking about how awesome Logan Paul was. I want to take a minute to talk about how awesome Pat McAfee was. Yes, yes. fucking guy. I it, dude, I it, it, like if for all you out there, if you have, if you you if I feel have have access to a show on YouTube, you need to watch it. Or if you have SiriusXM satellite radio, listen to his show every morning from uh, from noon to three Eastern time for for Joey where Joey K lives, where Javon and I live. He's on from eleven to two. It is so much fun. Basically, his show is just—it's him and his buddies just sitting around talking sports. Basically, their show is a sports is like what our show is to wrestling. We just sit around and talk about it, and we have fun doing it. But I've how, been, I've been on Pat McAfee since the fucking Barstool days. Yeah, since the podcast when he first started with the park podcast, he was partnered with Barstool. Then yep. he broke off. They're doing their own thing. Um, he's been fucking hilarious. All his guys, his whole crew that he fucking works with, um, fucking great. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely, I'll plug the shit out of that show because it is fucking gold. It's hilarious. It yeah, he, he does talk more wrestling now since he is part of the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, but go on, praise praise Pat McAfee because the, the, the only thing good. I did not like about that match is that he did not come out to Seven Nation Army like he yes. did at Mania. Yes. My, that was my single fucking complaint, too. The Mania thought, entrance was better. I wanted to hear fucking Seven Nation Army. That's the only thing I, I hated. I thought, no, don't get me wrong. I thought the choir singing Bumass Corbin was awesome. Bumass Corbin was amazing. <laughs> but I, I was I would admit, I was let down because when he's – I'm like, okay, it's coming. We're going to get Seven Nation Army again, and we did not. I was disappointed. But to me, if that is, if that is the low point of – you know, the match, then that's being pretty nippy because once yeah. again, Pat McAfee, he, he's, he's not had, I think he, this was his fourth official match. If he counted stuff that he did in NXT well, fifth, if he count his match with Vince at, at mania, oh, shit. but, um, but he has not like had a bad performance. Like, you know, him and he and Logan Paul are so, a very rare breed. I, and, and we had this conversation at Mania, man, where Bad Bunny took over like the one spot for celebrities. And I think at that point we weren't considering Pat McAfee a celebrity because he'd already moved into uh, announcing him kind of like he's just one of the guys now. So also, taking Pat McAfee. Huh? I don't consider him just a celebrity because dude, he's actually trained. Yeah, he yeah. bought a the, ring years ago. This is pre-WWE. Yeah. He bought his this own when he, uh, he retired from football, right? When yeah. He, ring. Exactly. He trained with Rip Rogers for a long time. Yeah. So he's not just some fucking celebrity to come in off the street. So that's why I have a hard time classifying as just a celebrity match. 
because the guy is actually he wanted to be a pro wrestler post NFL. Yeah. So and that I, that's my point going into putting yeah. Pat McAfee into the celebrity realm. I don't put Pat McAfee into celebrity. To me, he's he's one of the guys. He's he's a wrestler. Um, he's one of the boys. I mean, think about not only how much how much he's honestly, and this is a little I a little bit of a hot take here. To me, I think Pat McAfee has had just about as big of an impact on the WWE as a whole than just probably almost more so than anybody else. Not just because of the fact that, you know, he's done done these matches, you know, when he has, and they've all been bangers, but look at how good him and Michael Cole are together on commentary. Like he's basically revitalized. Like Michael Cole has come out and said, Pat McAfee has revitalized my love for my job. I mean, that that's like, that's, big time you know kudos from you know for pat mcafee so back to my take since i do not include pat mcafee in the celebrity wing to me he is a bona fide wrestler logan paul is now number one when it comes to celebrities uh he edged over bad bunny and logan paul i'm gonna i hate it because i agree with joey but i'm going to say that i want to see what he does next i think and you know what? And in the grand scheme of things, that makes his signing a success for the WWE because it's getting people to tune in to see what he's going to do next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff. So, uh, I was very back. on the fence about him signing with the WWE. And I, I was against it. I was that so, already. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is bullshit sideshow. But he's fucking done the work. He He's legit. He's mm. fucking legit. So I have, that's why I have to have that take of like, little bit of respect. Yeah, much respect to that. And he did it in a huge show. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we're we not talking a fucking, you know, half, like, fucking 8,000 people in the crowd if you're lucky for a Raw. We're talking fucking 40,000 plus. Yeah. yeah. In a stadium show. That's, you know. Hey. And then not to mention it, when, you know, at Mania, what was it, like 74,000 or something yeah. like that? It yeah. takes bigger balls than what The Miz has. Yeah. So, that. so like but like going back to the show every match but the smackdown women's matches i mean we had that banger of an opener with becky and bianca which i think everybody expected i mean and then coming out of that the fact that becky separated her shoulder i think they said like three or four minutes into the match oh, it was super still, early so yeah. still went out and they did that and stuff that was awesome i love the ending you know becky basically humbling herself and georgia and then we got the we got the triple whammy yeah, I I need a Bailey action figure with all those pockets on it. I need pocket Bailey for the next elite. I just my first comment was like, why do they look like the fucking skids from Letterkenny? <laughs> I'm waiting for them to break out rave dancing and just fucking cooking meth yes. in somebody's basement. Like, dude, I was like, what the fuck? Come on. Um, cool. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm a little disappointed in you two fucks though uh, that I didn't get more reaction in the group chat of the Becky and Bianca to uh, same vibe as the fucking Fire and Ice Will Ferrell movie. Oh, I love that. I, I love that hard, dude. <laughs> What's that? 
Blades of Glory. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I was I like, watched that movie in a long time, but that is a funny movie. I was like, I was like, this is fucking fire and ice. This is ridiculous. What are, what are we doing? Did they plan that? What the fuck? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't get that out of my head. That entire match. Um, <laughs> like, but, fuck, dude. I, but it, and I think this was kind of a great way to start the show, and you could tell that clearly this is the uh, era of Triple H. Because not only did we get the return of Bailey, we saw Dakota Kai, who was released. And then we saw, we also saw, now she's going by EO Sky. But there were, basically, all the reports were saying that she was on her way out. Like, she was done. Yeah. So, clearly, there is is the AAA. And what even came out after that was that this was a group that was pitched to Vince McMahon, and Vince rejected it. Yeah. They yeah, they, and, control. Yep. And that fucking pop, I guess, showed them that uh that was not the right decision. Huh? Yeah. That's how that that was my initial thought. I'm like, wow. The crowd liked it. See how out of touch you are. The crowd fucking popped hard. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 sitting there watching it at home, and you know, when I when Bailey comes out, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, we all knew she was coming sooner or later. But then when D- Dakota Sky, I'm like, what the fuck? I thought she was released. Yeah. That's I mean, why I was like, even Corey Graves even alluded to it. It's like last I heard she wasn't even under contract or something. Yeah. Um, oh, one quick setup here to jump around back to Pat McAfee real quick. <laughs> can I please, can I please have since you know Pat wrestles very limited, he's the commentator for SmackDown. But can I, if we're doing Raw versus SmackDown for Survivor Series, for the love of God, yes. any, if anyone listens to me in this universe, please, can I have Pat McAfee versus Corey Graves at fucking Survivor Series for your Raw I'm, versus I'm, SmackDown? I'm down with that because, and the thing is, Corey Graves is cleared to wrestle. Yes. So yes, I I, I I'm totally all I'm all for that. I want to see. Since we're heaping more praise on Pat McAfee, can oh. we please get him as DLC for a WWE game for two K twenty two? I want the George. Sure I want community the... creations. <laughs> oh, I, I, want, I, I want an actual Pat McAfee. from Stranger Things. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get Pat McAfee? And for the love of fucking God, can we please get Seven Nation Army as his theme song in the next, in the WWE two yeah. K game? Yeah, like I said, that was that was probably the only letdown of that match. I was like, oh, I was really waiting for it because that fucking crowd would have went absolute ape shit. Over Dude, that. they were going ape shit at Mania when he came out to that. Fuck well, yeah, they were. I was. I was like, I was oh too. shit, okay. With the fucking Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yep. I was like, holy shit, this is great. And you know what? This should tell you how over Pat McAfee is. They were in the fucking Tennessee Titan Stadium. Yes, they Tennessee were. Titan fans hate fucking Pat McAfee because the Colts always shit on the Titans during yep. McAfee's yep. playing time. And they fucking loved him. So if anybody loved questions him. how over he is, listen to that fucking crowd that hated him when he played for the Colts. Yep. So, like I said, everything else was really good. I mean, Lashley versus Theory was good. Um, the tag title match was another banger. Yeah. Um, we had um, – what else did we have? Real uh, quick on tag titles. Real quick. 
Are we going to get the breakup of the Street Profits? We keep getting hints at it. When's it going to happen? It's going to happen soon because, if anything, Monday night was a clear indication is that they are teasing the breakup because of what happened, you know, to set up the, you know, the match between Rollins and and Montez Ford mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And it's going to happen sooner. It may not necessarily be, you know, like the Rockers breakup style, you know, where one, I mean, they could just be like, you know what, let's just go each do our own thing and stuff. You know, they kind of go their own way. I but, mean, I think it'd be great to see somebody go through the barbershop window. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I said this during SummerSlam, that breakup is coming. Um, I said this to my brother. I was like, that breakup's coming. And uh, it's a good time because everybody has been so high on Montez Ford for so long. Yes. That he's the breakout. Me, star. I, me being one of his, like I've said it many times, when he they they split, he's gonna be huge. But I'll tell you this: watch that tag team match again from SummerSlam. Dawkins fucking came out that yep. night. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. and he looked like a fucking star. The past and, like, weeks, he's been doing that, and. Yeah. That's why I think it's the right time to break him up. If this happened a year ago, Dawkins would falter. Obviously, Montez Ford is going to be a big star, but I think there would be a big question mark next to Dawkins' name. Yeah. After the past few weeks, like you said, Javon, and especially after SummerSlam, I don't see that. In fact, I see Dawkins versus Rollins next, and I think Dawkins is going to get the win over Rollins. And there's going to be the, you know, oh, Dawkins yeah, got the win over I, I, I like that. That's a really good take. It, it, it just makes sense to build that fucking breakup a little bit more. Um, but I think at this point, they can each hold their own. And obviously, you're going to have a feud between the two. I mean, that's the natural course of the breakup. I, I like it. Uh, let's talk, though, about something else here. I'm going to let you guys do it because I'm going to run out. I got to take my contacts out. My eyes are killing me. Okay. Um, what the fuck was up with the whole Riddle Rollins thing? To me, that was like real fucking unnecessary. Yeah. And real yeah. awkward and forced. Um, I just didn't get it. So I'm going to well, let you guys run on honest, that for a minute. And I'll the, be the, back. Yeah. The, the, to be honest, the uh, my take on that was – if they were gonna do, if they were gonna do what they did, <clears throat> just let them have the match they were originally supposed to have. Because honestly, that was a, a lot of people were really excited about it, and I think they probably did this as a like, oh, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, and you can kind, of, if I am, you know, feel free to correct me, as I know you would, um, but. That when that was announced that Riddle versus Rollins was being taken off the card, it was there. It was it was met with a pretty negative reaction. So yeah. like, if, if they took it off just to do that, they should have just been. They should have just had the match. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, man, with that whole situation, I think what happened is the old regime would give us one matchup that we really would look forward to in the pay-per-view or the premium live event. 
And it's the one that had the build. It's the one that kind of, you know, was going somewhere. The one matchup that you could constantly say, hey, this is actually what we're building for. It's not just thrown together the last week. Unfortunately for us, that was the Riddle and Rollins match. Going back to Randy getting hurt, you know, that was the whole build. Riddle Rollins, Riddle Rollins. So we were ready to see it. We were ready for the blow off. Mm -hmm. But new management comes in. Triple H is like, no, we don't have a proper build to riddle Rollins. Yeah, we have something, but it's not the way we want to tell it. And we don't want to waste this matchup. So I feel like, I feel like though that we're going to get it at this clash at the castle. I think that's when it's going to happen because, because they're going to, they're going to, this, this clash at the castle is going to be a stacked show because, you know, it's their first time doing a, a premium live event or pay-per-view, whatever, you know, overseas in they almost in just in over thirty years and stuff. You know, we're talking going all the way back to uh, SummerSlam of '92, and but and I expect this card because anytime they do a big show over in England, they you know they don't go over there often, so they gotta make it count. So I fully expect the that to be a loaded show, and that's when I think that this match is gonna happen. I think we see it at uh, Clash at the Castle. Yeah, they still have got plenty of time to build it or at least do the way the build the Triple H wants to build. Mm. And I think that was the issue going into SummerSlam is it wasn't his build. So he didn't want to waste that match on a build that he felt like wasn't necessary or wasn't fully completed. So you do the fake injury gimmick, give yourself some time to do the build the way you want to because you don't want to waste these guys' first big-time pairing. That's that's you know This is potential money. This is probably going to be one of those feuds you can hang your hat on and go back to like a Cena and Orton type of thing. But you don't want that first time to be crappy because then you don't want to see it again. So I think think that applies to a lot of situations in life. You never forget your first time. It's very true. You never forget your first time. You know, even if it wasn't great, you never forget your first time. Yeah. What was his name? DDJ. (laughs) Matt Taven. Matt Taven. (laughs) It was Cole Cabana. I know. Boom, boom. Yeah, wrestling road diaries. <laughs> Tales from the street. Yeah. Anyway, version. Anyway, <laughs> um, I felt that whole angle was unnecessary and super forced. I I heard some of what you guys were saying. I heard some of what you guys were saying, um, and yeah, I get it. They probably want to build more, but there was a lot invested. And at that point, why have half the matches? Because they weren't built that well. The matches came out great, but the builds were all shitty. So why take that one single one away and then just have that weird fucking riddle run in? Or unless, my thought is this, unless they're trying to repackage riddle. Oh, and I think I, honestly, I think we, we I think that's the case, because if you look at the way Riddle was presented <coughs> under Triple H's watch versus how he's been presented in the WWE under Vince's watch, which I think I've said many times before, is that he's basically he's the he's the Jeff Spicoli ca- ca- character. Yeah, he's the stoner sidekick for Randy yeah. Orton. So. Maybe they're going to package him. And the re- another reason I thought of this was based off of Raw. Mm. Ciampa. Yes. Who has been nothing but a on-the-side henchman. An afterthought. 
an afterthought. And he finally got his time to shine on the main roster on Monday night. Under whose watch, of course, Triple H. For the love of God, can we get his No One Will Survive song back, too? Oh, I hope so. I fucking hope so. Love Ciampa. I I love Ciampa, but that made me think of, are they going to try to repackage Riddle to more of the like MMA style, like how his indie persona was right? Yeah. more than just the, yeah. Like the Spicoli type character. I think it, you know, with triple H being in charge, I, I think that's where we're going because we're going to see a lot of these, like, you know, these people, these characters that, you know, but were that did so much and so well under the watch of triple H and NXT kind of get treated the way they, you know, uh, were you know coming up to the main roster under Vince? Like, like obviously, we just saw it with Champa on Raw. We're see, you know we're seeing it with Riddle. You know, hopefully we'll see it with like you know Io Sky and Dakota Kai. You know, and I mean think about you know the rumors are going around. You know, Karrion Cross could be coming back and stuff. You know, and maybe we'll get that. You know, that that entrance and that package on on you know the main stage, not this. Uh, Stupid gladiator gimmick or whatever that they saddled him with. I kind of want the 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 now carrying cross though. I like his gimmick right now. The hitman look, it works for me. Dude, he looked he looked cool as hell at at the Ric Flair show. I yep. love that. That was an awesome mm-hmm. look. Um, kind of going into like you know other stuff on the card because we're we're already at over an hour in and we're still just talking about SummerSlam. Shoot um, to the main. Yeah, like. I'm going to come out and say it. Uh, double hot take on this. That match was between Brock and Roman was not only the greatest match that those two have had, it's also, in my opinion, the best last man standing match the WWE's ever put on. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'll call him Mini Me. <laughs> Same uh, mind, I have the controls. I can I control everything here. So, so their best matchup, without a doubt, yes, hundred and ten. Best last man standing match of all time. Uh, I've got at least one that I like a little bit more. Is it Rock versus Mankind? Okay, I have two that I like a little bit. More. <laughs> What's the other one. Cena and uh, I think it was Big Show where he put him through the fucking floodlight. That wasn't a last man standing match. That was just a. Was that a street fight? No, I think it or maybe it might have been a last man standing match because I, I I don't because I thought Edge was in that match as well too. Mm. I, know I don't what know. You're talking about though, man. Yeah, I'll agree. It was probably their best match together. But I didn't give a fuck if it was the best last man standing match or not. I don't really give a shit. Like, it was way over the top and fucking comic book, you know, cartoonish for me, for my liking. I mean... But see, to my point with that is we've seen this. I think they said something. I think there was said, like, this was, like, either the eighth or ninth time they've wrestled... 
on, you know, on a pre a pay-per-view, a premium live event. But I mean, to me, all of their other matches were almost basically the same thing. Like to me, this match in terms of their, their rivalry by far stood out the most. Like it, the match itself. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the match. The match is aces. Um, oh, there's something wrong with the match. This version there's of Brock. I love. I'll tell you what was wrong with the match. What was wrong with the match? I was fucking terrified when they left the fucking bucket over the top rope in the ring. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, somebody's going to fucking die. That's just me. But, like, I was absolutely fucking terrified that somebody was going to hit that fucking bucket, and that's how that shit was going to end, and we were going <laughs> to cut that fucking show off because they don't want to have somebody fucking die on live TV. Eh, that shit they'll keep going. bothered going. the fuck out of me. Thing, too, that bothered the fuck out of me. If I would have paid what WWE charges... For those fucking floor seats. And I had to watch the last 10 minutes of that match with the ring jacked up in the air. (laughs) Turn around and watch the fucking screen. I would have been like, give me my fucking money back. However, the highlight of that match for me. I love him. I love him dearly. Paul Heyman. The oh. best in the fucking business, man. The oh, my absolute... God. He was brilliant. And, dude, taking the fucking F5 through the table, selling the absolute dude, fuck out of he, it. Right before he took the F5, when he's like, here, you stop this. You want the belts? You fucking take the belts. And he puts both the belts. Dude. He slams them on Brock's shoulders. Absolute, absolute fuck. Just chef's kiss to fucking Paul Heyman. The man does nothing wrong when it comes to, I mean, he might not pay. So he's probably still owes some guys from ECW <laughs> some money, but that motherfucker can fucking sell. He can talk. He can, he is just an absolute perfect heel manager. I, I mean, dare I say of all time, I mean, he's up there, the upper echelon. You talk about your fucking Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Bobby Heenan's still my one, but it's just the more and more I see Heyman, like Heyman's closing that gap. Yeah. Heyman's number two in my in my book, but it's getting really, really close between those two. And and it shows on big events, big time matches, main events. He comes out and just hits home runs. But see, he also one of the things home runs. One of the things that he does so well that I don't see any other manager do. When he comes out, is he staring at the camera? No. He's no. staring at his guy. He's staring at Roman. He's he, putting the attention on Roman, and nobody else does that but Heyman. He stares Heyman. at Roman the same way DDJ stares at Matt Taven. The same way that DDJ stares at his Colt Cabana butt plug. Just <laughs> lovingly. That's my admiration. Tribal, my tribal chief. My I mean, Heyman is so fucking hateable. Like, you just absolutely want to hate the guy. But then when you watch and listen to what he's really doing, how the fuck are you supposed to hate that? Like, if you're a real, true, honest fan of not just a wrestling fan, but, I mean, a fan of the business, of the psychology, of all the shit that goes into making a successful wrestling company, mm-hmm. 
he fucking gets it. Like he, he just, I mean, holy shit! Did you guys see the fucking? Uh, they did the tryouts, which I mean, the reports were it was an absolute shit show for the tryouts. Yeah, and they're not doing like, that anymore. They're going back to all the way. wrestlers. Fuck that noise! Too many people got hurt. I read. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw that. But did you guys see the what Heyman said to the group of tryouts? No. There was a I, video clip, and I wish I could remember where it was. I'll find it, and I'll send it to you guys if I can. But where he said, sell me your name. I don't want to hear this. Oh, I'm this. I'm that. If you're not closing with your name, you're just number three, number 48, number 72, like whatever your number is for that tryout. He goes, but if I'm like, oh, hey, there's Jovan. Like, you remember that name. Sell me your name. Oh, hey, Tell there's Jovan, that stupid name. son of a bitch. And what's that? I said that stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah that dumb he, he's, he's still he's still booty hurting. It's okay. It's, probably, it's, it's all right, buddy. It's just a little little ice pack on that. It'll be fine. Um, No, like, he just fucking gets, you guys. He gets the business. And he gets the psychology, and that's a guy that you just want to have around to fucking teach. Like, he is so fucking good. And what he does in these big-time matches, I mean, overall, that match was okay to me. Not my real cup of tea. It's a last-band-standing match, whatever. Um, Am I excited for Drew McIntyre versus fucking... Roman Reigns? Uh, No. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Drew's winning. Um, uh, you couldn't pay me enough to give two flying fucks about that match. Uh, but it was a solid match, and it was a good finish to the show. I just feel bad for those people that paid thousands of dollars that got to see the underside of the fucking ring for 10 minutes. I don't, uh, because usually those people that pay the thousands of dollars for the ringside seats are the same fucking people that are every single goddamn pay, uh, pay-per-view. Fair point. Yeah, well, okay, fuck them then. I feel bad for Hornswoggle, whose whole house is exposed. Oh, man. He's got this little bucket under there that he shits in. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. So, one other thing that, like, another low point for SummerSlam, and there weren't many, but there's this one, and I cringe when I, because I actually watched SummerSlam, like, the next day. Like, I rewatched it because I enjoyed it that much. Seeing Kid Rock make out with Trash Tammy. I could do without that on my fucking screen. I fucking loved it. <laughs> I yeah no. Look, y'all let you let Kid Rock get his strange in. That's the epitome of who listens to Kid Rock. She was she she was there, man. Dude, well she a she's fucking hilarious. Like I, follow her on fucking like social media. She's so fucking funny. Um, that video where she's beating that cockroach with her titty on the table. That shit's funny when she's eating the fucking yo when she's eating the fucking pancakes in the car. <laughs> with, <laughs> and and she's like, "Oh, this this makes my pussy throb." And she's like, "I was just gonna fucking say that, dude. That is the funniest shit." Um, she's hilarious. Like, so you have to be in on the joke. It's a little funny. bit of a little bit of a confession here. First off, fuck you guys. Uh, secondly. I for when I first saw her, I thought for a minute that was Mama June. No, dude, Mama June's lost weight. Like she's become like super hoey right now because she's lost some weight. Super what? Super hoey, bro. Super hoey. Super hoey. Oh man. But no, SummerSlam overall. (laughs) This is the late night edition for real. We're talking about cockroaches, titties. 
Man, this show top. I think this is the most off the rails the show has ever been. All right, wrap it. SummerSlam. It it was a fucking good show. I'd say top ten SummerSlam. Oh yeah, top ten. I'll give it that. Best one in recent memory. Yes. So let's move on to <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> oh god. I can't even get it out with a fucking straight. Ric Flair's last match. And I'm using fucking air quotes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So oh I'm just going to come right out and say it. I, 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 the people out there who are bitching and complaining about the, the match, did you really think that it was going to be a five-star classic? This ain't directed at you guys. This is just directed to the general public. I don't think anybody thought it was going to be a five-star classic. But at the same time, it was exactly what people thought it was going to be. A fucking shit show. However, highlight? Jeff Jarrett's heel work was amazing. How fucking hot. Was Jeff Jarrett as a heel in that match? Jesus! Not, o- not, not only him, but Karen Jarrett was on fire as well too. Oh my! Oh yeah, Karen God. Jarrett. Her and, uh, her and Megan were getting going at it. I'm like, holy fucking, fucking shit! I'm pretty like, sure that may have been real. That may have been real. I that seemed a little fucking real to me. Yeah. Uh, still real to me. Damn it. Um, that that was like one of those like. <laughs> I'm like, mm, that, that seemed a little off script, and they were just going to go with it. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, dude, Jeff Jarrett stole that fucking main event as the absolute, I hate that fucking heel of all time. <laughs> like, he he was fucking perfect for that. Lethal and Andrade, of course, Karen. did what they were going to fucking do. But. That Rick shit went Flair. off the rails at Flair's entrance. Dude, when he couldn't take the robe off to show the belt, I'm like, oh, we've got problems. Oh, it was a fucking problem. The, the one thing that that match showed me is that this needs to be his last match. He did. He does not need to Please. step in the ring ever again. And this is coming from someone who, like I said, Flair is my GOAT. Flair is my favorite of all time, but I don't want to see him wrestle ever again. I don't, I don't think Buddy should ever be allowed to step in a fucking wrestling ring in a, in a wrestling capacity again. You want to be a fucking manager or do some interviews or whatever? Cool. But do not ever fucking put tights on again. We got not... close to see him dying in the ring because he Dude, told he our did fucking, fucking passed out. I don't care what anyone says. That motherfucker, there was a couple moments in that match where I was like, uh, yeah, did anybody check on him? Because I'm not a hundred percent sure if he's breathing, dude. The finish, yeah, was the absolute worst. Andrade was like, Get up, you old piece of shit. We're trying to go home, (laughs) we're trying to go home. And Flair's like, Didn't he mouth? Like I passed out. I passed out. Like, yeah. And then you could see I saw the video on Twitter where he was like, I passed out. And he is just so fucking out of it. And I'm trying to just like, oh fuck, let's just get this on your hand. How about the facial reactions of Taker, Foley, Bret Hart, all like, mm, this ain't going so good, Rick. It's a good thing we didn't do this too. What fuck do you think when 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 after the match? 
when Flair went over to Taker and embraced, what do you think Taker was telling Flair? Probably like, I'm That's glad it. you didn't fucking die, Rick. That's enough. <laughs> I, I think he told him you need to hang it up. That was good, but you need to hang it up. No That's more. No, no more. fucking And if any of those motherfuckers have it in their head that they can go one fucking more, please take note of what they just fucking watched. Yeah. Because that shit was a fucking train wreck. But and, the and, show. But the show. Yes. But the show was amazing. Was fucking classic it was like yeah. all in part two i i had so yes. much fun with that damn show dude, dude I, that that uh that bunkhouse match with the gcw invasion was freaking awesome i fucking loved great. it fucking shout great out to, shout out to mance warner for winning that too that it was awesome and he's and man's, still, get, man's getting the aw title shot on friday night for it too yeah yeah, yeah. i was like on, he was on he was on uh i guess he apparently um our boy uh, Shane from uh, Such Good Shoot was at the show tonight and uh, said that uh, Mance Warner wrestled on dark. But yeah, I think I as soon as they uh, or no, I messaged my uh, another chat because one of my friends is a huge Mance Warner fan. As soon as they announced Mox versus uh, Mance on uh, Friday, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like I'm like, wow, he's putting in the work. Yeah, Dude, Briscoes versus Von Erichs, great match. Loved it. Um, Dude, the so, Machine Guns versus the Wolves. Loved it. Awesome match. Yes. Um, the Wolves look so good the, together. The, yeah. the four-way with uh, Gresham, uh, Takeshita. Uh, Nick Wayne. And um, uh, motherfucker. Who yeah, else was in there? That was a fucking great match. And Gresham Nick Wayne, yeah. Up- I, I can see that was my first time seeing Nick Wayne. I know there's a lot of hype for him after seeing him. I can see why he's gonna be as soon as he turns 18, he's going to AEW. Dude, fucking killer cross versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. So good. Yeah, great fucking match. Um the triple A showcase. Oh fucking match of the a. night. Dude, mm-hmm. the fact that I mean, look. It's the one fucking lucha showcase on that entire card, and that just was fucking perfect, dude. Shout out to fucking uh, when Bandito caught his feet on the ropes on the yep. dive. Oh yeah, to so flat, he basically saved his life. Oh my god, that's exactly what I said. I was like, he better fucking have a beer with him in the back because he just fucking saved his career. Like how Bandito- close he was to touching, dude. He was damn near on the floor when he caught him. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. I thought Flair was gonna die. We almost saw fucking Bandito <laughs> die. Um, but the overall, that match was fucking great. Um, Jacob Fatu versus Josh Alexander. Oh, dude! Anytime you dude, can see Jacob Fatu is great. They'll only complain about that okay. is the stupid fucking finish. Yeah, yeah, I was not like, but but see, the thing is, that wasn't know. the only time we saw Fatu that night. We saw him earlier in the night. Uh, super kick the shit out of Frank the Clown. Loved it. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Anytime I watched Frank the that, clown he gets it, I'm super good. Kicked the glitter <laughs> off his robe. <laughs> Fucking Frank the Clown. Dude, yo. All I can say is this. Uh, We were talking about legacy and, you know, that family line. Dude, Jacob Fatu is a bad motherfucker. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is Google search when that fan decided to come across the barricade and get in his face. 
and Jacob Fatu laid that motherfucker out and stomped him in the fucking face. And I was like, and that's why you don't fucking cross the barricade. Nope. Because so so we're talking about kill you. We're we're talking about legacies. That tag match with uh, Ricky and uh, Carrie Morton going up against uh, Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman. I thought it was a really good throwback, you know, to the old school days. I mean, Ricky Morton can still go. His son carries. That's my first time seeing him as well, too. He looks yeah. like he's going to be something. This is honestly probably one of the better performances I've seen out of Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, dude. Bri- yeah. I was just going to say that. Brian Pillman Jr. looked fucking great that night. And I know. I know. I shit. <laughs> I shit so hard on fucking Brock Anderson. I shit on him so fucking much. But he actually looked good in yeah. that match, too. Yeah. I was um, expecting a spine brain, a buster out of nowhere, but it didn't happen. Okay, and that was my one complaint of the fucking flare match, too. Yeah. I didn't get an appearance from Arn. I was a little disappointed in that. Well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, I think their relationship is strained right now. So fair, but when you're getting still, close to dying, like, your relationship with everybody but, needs to be okay. Okay, so yeah. one of the things I really liked about <laughs> one of the things I really loved about that is right about that tag match was the finish. Because you remember, and I, I don't remember if it's you guys or someone I talked to, but I talked to someone about this like right after the match happened, and maybe it might have been Javon because I know we were going back and forth, um, you know, and chatting about the the show and stuff. Um, but do you guys remember the match that Flair had with Anderson back in 95 at Fall Brawl? Of course. Yeah. They copied that finish. It was basically Pillman Jr. kicking, I think it was Kerry Morton in the back of the head, and then Brock hitting the DDT and getting the one, two, three. That was exactly how that Anderson-Flair match ended. Motherfucker, we are not you. You think I'm just going to pull up. You remember that match at Fall Brawl 95? Like, I'll Google that shit real quick and get a refresher, but you think well, I go, go, have if, if you have go watch it and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Rain Man of Wrestling. <laughs> you're like, you like fucking JP from fucking Grandma's Boy. <laughs> I'm a robot. I have a robot vagina. That's <laughs> Grandma's <laughs> Boy. God, that's such a fuck <laughs> love that movie, by the way. <laughs> How can he see me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking great but how much do clothes cost in the matrix <laughs> so high score is that bad did i break it um there's so many good fucking lines in that movie. anyway uh the overall that fucking card up to the main event was absolutely stellar i and we all knew the main event was not going to live up to anything it was a great showcase of independent wrestling it really yeah. was yeah it was from multiple companies Yes, you know, multiple contracted wrestlers from multiple companies, and it was like it was legit, like it was good. Con um, man did nice. Flair didn't die on camera. The, thank the, God. the three-way, the three-way women's match was really good, and she, I, and I know Jovan's not a big fan, but you know, shout out to Rachel Ellering for you know, I think rolling her ankle or whatever, and still finishing the match. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Long Face for getting rolled over by Jordan Grace's full body weight and still finishing that match. <laughs> that was actually a solid match too. It yeah, was, but you knew who was taking the loss in that match. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like that, no fucking question in my head. 
Honestly, I thought Lethal was going to take the fucking uh, take the finish in the flare match. I thought I so too. I didn't expect Jarrett to be the one to take. It should have been lethal. Ball. I also didn't expect Flair to be unconscious for the finish, but goddamn it! Technically, technically, it's a double countout because I mean, both shoulders from both guys were on the mat, and how they were. Like, yeah, let me ask you this: how how do you? I mean, props to Andrade. How how would he answer to his new wife? If the old man, if the old man died in a fucking match with him, and it's like, I tried. Like, I'm no sorry. English. Like, you, you know, know, you know what? What he'd a strange. You know what would happen? He'd be sleeping on the couch for the rest of their marriage, bro. He wouldn't uh, even be in that fucking marriage anymore, no. man. He would. He would be, be out. Her. Yo, she would have his ass deported, bro. Like, <laughs> He wouldn't she, fucking. She'd be like, she'd be like, wall. yo, I got fucking ice on speed uh, dial. I'm gonna fucking call him out real quick. She'll call Jericho's wife to figure out how that all works. I mean, oh wow, <laughs> fucking, yeah, it, yeah like, dude. I, speaking I, of Jericho's wife, I think I talked to Joe. The the roast of Ric Flair. Someone made a joke, something about that there was like so many white people or something. There's like any more white people, Jericho's wife would would like think it's time to storm the Capitol or something like that. Oh my god! I mean, by the way, if you guys haven't seen it, you gotta watch the. I I haven't, I haven't, but I I've been reading comments about it. Please tell me. So many fucking people have been commenting that they are so disappointed in that. Because they're good, God-fearing Christian people. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. We're talking about fucking Ric Flair. The guy fucking helicoptered his dick on an airplane, allegedly. No, he and, said it was all true at the end. And <laughs> it's, all, it's all true. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, and we're talking like, Oh, I just didn't like the language and some of the comments they were making. It's fucking Ric Flair, for Dude, Christ's sake. Okay, I'll even take it one step further. Have you not ever watched a fucking roast on Comedy Central? Oh, my God. Like yeah. The Bob Saget roasts? And they're like, children watch this. I'm sorry, but if you let young children watch the roast of Ric Flair, you're an awful fucking parrot. Yeah, That's you know my fucking is. take on that. Like they're going into that, you should have fucking known. There, that. there was another joke, and I know I messaged Jovan on this. Uh, there was another joke. I can't remember who it was. I think it was one of the first roasters they had. Said something that's been like, even if Ric Flair, even if you go broke, you can still eat at Wendy's for five ninety nine. Dude, oh, I, I, I about lost it when I heard that one. You know, that's a fucking roast, man. That's and they're gonna roast. go in hard and heavy. Like, there was a lot of raunchy shit. And you're also talking about, like, this is where fans blur that line of, like, A, Ric Flair's character was never child-friendly. Let's just be no. real. He wasn't telling you to no. eat your vitamins and say your prayers. No. he Yeah, exactly. He was a limousine riding, jet-flying, kiss-stealing, wheeling-dealing son of a gun. Exactly. Space Mountain, and, baby. And B, oldest, obviously, oldest you don't know how a lot of these wrestlers are particularly that generation mm-hmm. come on come the fuck on grow up pull your fucking head out of your ass 
and stop bitching and saying, I lost all my respect for Ric Flair. Motherfucker, watch the match. Lose your respect in that match. <laughs> Not the, the respect for roast. a good reason. The roast was exactly what it was supposed to be. It Yeah, and like I said, the people that are complaining about the language that they've obviously, again, they've never watched a roast. Fuck out of here yeah. with that nonsense. The only thing I'm going to say is there's no more mystery with Ric Flair. After the match, he barely came back alive to say, <laughs> and, and everything you heard about me is true. And I'm about to go tear down Nashville. He's gonna go out drinking with Kid Rock. Yeah. He's probably still drinking with Kid Rock. Who the fuck cares? Let the old man live his life. He fucking had his final match. Everything's good. He's helicoptered around Nashville. He's still alive. We're okay. And the show and the show overall was great. Yeah, right. his like match was the low point. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, his fucking his entrance was the low point. God damn, cool to see the fucking original belt. Um, yeah, that Conrad probably jerks off to. Oh, I, I for sure. I mean, he probably rubs that thing it's on a his crumb rind. It's the crumb rind belt. It's a cum line belt. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, it's 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 just there's millions of fucking unborn children on the back of that fucking leather strap. You have no idea. He puts that um, shit on. He's like, "Hey, Megan, to be the man, you got to beat the man." Oh, <laughs> beat the man off. Um, off. <laughs> so bad. All Even right, and not fucking Ric Flair not dying. It, there Woo. you go. There's DDJ's fuck. Is that lined with fucking like fur? On the back, no, seat on your hog or what? That that's actually pre helicopter flare, pre flight. That's, that's during flight. That's mid flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the rope and the hammer. <laughs> Fuck, dude. All right, let's move on. It's get it's getting late here. It's getting late the- out there, guys. The sun's getting real low. So, so obviously we talked about so spent a great deal of time talking about SummerSlam, Be, you know the first big you know premium live event pay per view whatever the fuck you want to call it show under the Triple H regime. Uh, then we had Raw, which was actually pretty good as well too. You watchable. know, just watchable. That, that's it. That's all we should say is watchable. Yeah, that's <laughs> a that's a step up from a lot of the Raws we've had in the past. This is true. A step up from a lot of WWE programming. To be perfectly that's honest. true. But I mean, the, the, so so the one thing I'm going to say about so far the Triple H is I like the fact that he's not like blowing everything up and like we didn't get like a whole reset like we did when Bischoff and Russo took over WCW back you know when they did the the Millionaires Club versus the New Blood stuff where they basically stripped everybody the titles they started over. I like the Bro. fact that we didn't get that. Like, I think we're getting the subtle changes. We talked about, you know, Ciampa, like his presentation. Like, I think they even, Triple H even came out and said that Ciampa's presentation is going to be much better than what it has been, and rightfully so, you know, and stuff. And that was really good. You know, Ali looked amazing in in that triple, in this triple threat match. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff that come out of Raw. You know, we talk about Montez Ford, how good he was against Rollins. Um, and stuff, but and uh, I think it was one of the Raws with the most wrestling, actual wrestling during the actual show. So that's a good sign for the future, dude. I I'll tell you this: the highlight for me was the finish to the fucking triple threat with AJ hitting fucking Styles Clash on top of the Miz. <laughs> yes, 
that was a fucking cool finish. So Ollie with the 450 on to Miz rolls right into the fucking Styles Clash. AJ hits the Styles Clash, lands on top of the Miz. Dude, that was fucking like right there was like, okay, we're gonna get some actual fucking good finishes and good wrestling. And, and stuff that makes sense. Stuff that makes sense and less. And the other thing is there was less bullshit in between. Yes. Um the thing is is the promo seemed less scripted. The yeah. commentary seemed less produced and stuff. So and and that's I think a lot a couple other positives that we're seeing out of this is is that kind of stuff. Agreed. So, gentlemen, let's cut it at there's a lot of good hope for the future so we can get into AEW and wrap this up in about five to ten minutes. <laughs> Somebody's got to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just – I don't want us to go two hours, man. Last time we went two hours, a kid somewhere died. What the fuck, dude? What? <laughs> yeah, man, someone lost their shit last time we went over two hours. It wasn't good. Uh, well, fuck them. They deserve it then. There anyway – uh aw dynamite i did miss a little bit of the beginning i so i actually i missed i missed the whole super elite thing i only caught the very very tail end of it hangman comes out with the pipe yeah but yeah i probably got dj's balls jiggling didn't it (laughs) hangman comes out with the pipe Uh, just i got your pipe right here yeah, it's, it's it's more like some of that fucking like a spool that they solder with. You just kind of pull it out. It's kind of bent. And you have to straighten it. That's probably more like it for you, DJ. Not so much a pipe. It's more than I can say for whatever you two are packing. I'm a grower, not a shower. I'll fully admit that. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I mean, I can perform. I fuck. I can f- absolutely fucking perform. Do, do we uh, have anyone that can? Can, can uh, corroborate your statement there? Oh, I, there are multiple people that can corroborate that statement. <laughs> there, I have I have a gaggle of people that would testify to that, sir. A gaggle, a fucking gaggle. Yeah, look that one up. I'm sure there's a lot. Of, I'm sure there's a lot of gagging up. going on. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Is Cole Cabana in your house? There's a lot of gagging going on, sir. Uh, Chicago. Uh, I love it. Uh, studio <sighs> apartment. Shut up. Anyway, uh, yeah, Hangman came out with the pipe. <laughs> so, which we all we all kind of knew there was the tease. Like they've been teasing that fucking feud and breakup, and especially with the fucking trees. Uh, we lost DDJ, <laughs> and we killed him. He's gone. <laughs> this is what happens when we go too long, guys. <laughs> Apparently, it just, ladies and gentlemen, hey, ladies and gentlemen, shooting shit after dark, we get slap happy. Oh my god! <laughs> episode forty six, we're growers, not showers. Yeah, so <laughs> I growers. think we should call this one episode forty six, and the title of the episode should be episode forty seven too. Oh. I, it's not something to show off. It's you're not going to put it on your fucking mantle, but you will talk about it later, saying, "God damn, there was some work put the fuck in." So I'm just saying, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Anyway. Uh, we all knew the fucking super elite tease was good. Like that's been happening. That breakup tease has been happening for months and months and months. And especially with the fucking trios titles finally coming into play, it makes perfect sense. So I get that. How about that fucking main event though? Let's talk about that fucking main event. I loved it. Dude. Fucking Wheeler is an absolute star. 
That was a great fucking match. It was a great showcase for him. Great showcase for him. He took the loss, but that's one of those things we talk about all the time. Sometimes, you know, you you get over more in a loss. Like, you you don't lose any fucking shine in that loss. And, in fact, he gained more. It's like he, he, like you said, he took the loss, but did he really lose? Exactly. And, And it really built up fucking Lionheart Chris Jericho return. That was fucking cool match. too. That throw to that with him doing the lion tamer. The yeah, lion tamer the fucking yeah, mind. yeah. We didn't do the walls. We did the fucking lion tamer, and everybody fucking. Always, I I see that complaint all the time. It's the same. It's not the fucking not same, the same thing. Move. The lion the tamer is where he has like Boston it. Crab. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The lion tamer is that high arch. He puts that knee right in the fucking yep. back of the shoulders, and it fucking Wheeler sold it so perfect. Yep. Like that was great. I loved it. Especially and now, the difference between the cell for the walls and then the lion tamer. Beautiful. Right. So yep. I fucking loved it. Dude, mm-hmm. Wheeler is such a fucking breakout star for AW. It's not even funny. Like he's just absolute money at this point. One of the one of the things I really liked about the show was how great they made Jamie Hayter look tonight. Oh, she looked real great tonight. Yeah. And uh big news coming out, you know, the higher they announced uh, today that Madison Rain is now a part of AEW. Um, I think I heard she wrestled on, um, or that she's actually going to make her in-ring debut on Rampage. on Rampage. But also, too, she's hired as she's going to be help coach the women's division. So, solid move, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've talked we've talked a lot about the AEW's women division. There's a lot of talented women there, but there's no real fucking direction. And yeah. some of these women need to get brought up to the next level. You know, there's a big divide on the top tier, and then everybody else. And I hope, you know, with the Madison Rain signing, it's going to help that out a lot. I think I mean, it will. You see what she did with the knockouts. We've always considered the best women's division in all of wrestling. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, what else stood out? Uh, the dumpster match was oh. fucking great. Bowens and Caster's new gear. I fucking love the gear tonight. The gear Dude, I just awesome. love how that match started, like, the, the the you know the ass boys came out with you know dad with daddy ass and then like you know the the acclaim come out they jump them they take billy gun out you know they take down the the ass boys and then max caster's like hit my music and then they do their entrance and the, yeah and the fucking the, the line fucking about vince vince the vince line fucking biden with covid I was like, shit, all right. You get a Vince man. and Biden hit in the same time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. fuck, dude. I I fucking love the acclaimed, man. They're, Everybody loves the acclaimed. Dude, yeah. they're so fucking good. But that match, I mean, hey, props to the gun club, too, because they've yep. really kind of come They're getting by. really good. Like, they're going to – they they keep up, and they're, 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 they're trending upward, like, big time. Absolutely. Uh – think that's it for my biggest highlights of the night from what i saw you know you know what the 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 opening match with uh orange cassidy and jay lethal was yes Uh, okay i I missed that unexpected win for jay lethal in my opinion i did not see him going over but it was a hell of a match you know and then and then also too you i like i like the setup because that match served as a setup for lethal versus wardlow i believe at battle of the belts on saturday Mm-hmm. And stuff. So, but yeah, and, but no, that was a that was a really good opener. 
and stuff. I, I was a huge fan of that as well, too. And then, like I said, I mentioned about how good they made Jamie Hayter look. You know, please put Jamie Hayter in the BCC. That's not going to happen. They can't take her away from the DMD. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, they could. They really could. And stuff. So, but then they we also got that before. And and then I also really liked the backstage promo with Eddie Kingston, where they were why they did the yes. video with uh, Sammy and uh, wow. Ty, and then like they cut to Eddie Kingston and just the promo he cut, and like it set up that looks <laughs> like that we're getting Kingston versus uh, Sammy at uh, All Out. Dude, fucking Eddie is just the most miserable, angry human being <laughs> walking the earth, and I'm fucking all for it. Like I, he hates everyone. He hates everything. <laughs> like he fucking doesn't even like the production. Like, like, oh, where? When do I get to stare at the TV screen? Like, dude, I fucking. He is just so. You know, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Kingston is gonna be that guy that when he's old and retired, he's going to be that guy sitting out on the front lawn yelling to the kids, get off my lawn. But actually, no, he's not going to be that guy yelling at the kids saying, get off my lawn. He's going to be the guy shoot, shooting at the kids with the, some kind of gun saying, get off my motherfucking lawn. Yeah. Nah, more like, get off my fucking block. <laughs> yeah. He, he's fucking hood. He's from the fucking hood. Like, I love Eddie and just, God damn, and especially having, like, that's another thing. Sammy as a face doesn't do it for me. Sammy as a heel, like he's just got that fucking face that you want to punch. You yep. Punch. Yep. Like, I mean, and I, I'm not like not in a disrespectful way, but he's just got like the fucking perfect heel persona. Yeah. Just yeah. that arrogant fucking punk ass kid. And <laughs> God damn, Eddie Kingston is the one to fucking punch him in the face. Like, I'm excited yeah. for that, too. That's going to be solid. And then the other bit, little bit of news thing we had out of his Taz coming out and basically saying that he everybody's yeah. doing their own thing. Because, you know, we had the, the split with uh, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starts last week, you know, and they got into it. And, and I, Hobbs got the, the best of that. So it looks like we're probably going to get that all out, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think. We're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get Hobbs and Starks, which is gonna be good. Um, did, I I don't know. I I like the idea of Team Taz, but Taz is better on commentary right now than the manager. Yeah, he I is, agree. but I mean, really, how when when was really Team Taz like you know Team Taz? I mean, yeah, they were all together, but we're not since really... Brian Cage. Not since Brian Cage was part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think this is great. Like, obviously, Starks is going to be huge as a baby face now. I mean, the pop he got tonight was oh, dude, was dude. I said it. I said it last week. That or the week before that fucking promo was the absolute fucking hundred percent coming out party for Ricky Starks. Yep. Yeah. Like that was fucking passion. That was energy. That was like, oh shit, I'm fucking sold on Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I stand by that. He's gonna be an absolute fucking monster baby face. Uh, I mean, how do you not like the guy? Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, and they set him up perfect. The fucking David versus Goliath set up. Powerhouse Hobbs, such a big, intimidating, strong. They really on the the squash match for Hobbs tonight really sets him up as a big fucking monster for Stark. Stark's in the run in, but still gets caught. 
you know, that's good. And honestly, where does Hook play into that? I don't think he does. I no. think he goes off and does his own thing. Yep. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. He, I that. think he separates himself. I yeah. Mean, I think no team Taz. Hook's never really been a part of team Taz. He's um, always kind of been, other than the stuff with Danhausen. I mean, he's always been a loner. Yeah. yeah. So I think giving him the belt, that that's the perfect time just to break everything up. Let them all go their way. Um, let the belt go. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to keep having an FTW belt on TV every week. With no team Taz, there's really not. No. No. So that so do we feel like that was the final send-off for the FTW belt? Like it goes, back, it goes back to the family, essentially. And, and and I mean it's really honestly when you think about it, it's the best way to retire that FTW title. Very it, started, it started with Taz and it ended with Hook. Yeah. I agree. Um I just I, I want to see Hook get involved. Like that's that would be something really good though. Like Going from Ricky Starks to Hook, you know yeah. that would help. And Hook, I, Hook here, needs to get in up. there and win like the Casino Battle Royale. Mm, do you really want I to see him go for a world I, title shot? Not a world title shot. Something to give him like a mid tier shot at either the TNT title, something like so that. Like a every face of the Revolution type ladder match. Then uh, okay, so that would make more sense. But see, I'm going on the fact that. Put him in against Hobbs. Get this thing with Starks and Hobbs going. Throw Hook in there because now you're going to put Hook against an absolute juggernaut monster type. Mm-hmm. And if he comes out on top of that, I mean, now you have a huge push going forward. Because, I mean, like, really, what monster type figures has Hook gone against? He hasn't. Did he go against a guy from Bear Country? Yeah, but is he really a monster other than the fact that he's a big guy? He's a big one. Who? I think it's Bear Bronson. One of the yeah. But Jim Johnson, again. Bear Bronson, fucking you know Dick McGillicuddy. I don't give a fuck what his name is. <laughs> like he's another fucking Ham and Egger. Who cares? Powerhouse wow, Hobbs is a fucking friend. name on AEW that people recognize and know. Powerhouse Hobbs is a legit an in a company of smaller guys. A legit thing. Uh, I will say one thing about Dynamite. I'm going to finish on this. Um, Matt Hardy is about, you know, three steps away from Ric Flair's retirement match. And uh, I love Matt Hardy. I've loved the Hardy boys for years. Um, but goddamn. That I don't know how you guys viewed that, but that shit was like I'm like mm. I don't need to see him in the ring again. I don't I don't need to. I don't need to see him throwing himself through a fucking table like that because he's at the point now where I'm like, ooh, is he fucking conscious? Yeah, like he's had some fucking horrible bumps. Him and Sammy tried to kill each other. I think I was done at that point. Oh, uh, I was way oh done. Oh my at god, that point yeah, that bu- oh. And now, and he's at he's at that point where it's like every fucking bump he takes, like he's close to just being that. put in a helmet and hey man, enjoy yeah. your life. I don't I don't need to see Matt Hardy really go like that anymore. At, I mean, at, sure, at, he doesn't do much anyway. He does some of the basic moves. It's like the only thing he does now is 
basic moves and his wife. Because, I mean, they keep popping out kids. And, and, and it's a shame because it's like we sh- this should have been that farewell run for the Hardys. But with this, you know, with what happened with Jeff, you know, now we're not going to prop. We're probably not going to get it, or if we do, he's going to come be back. Rich we're going to do one match, and then that's it. You know. Yeah. Damn you, Jeff, and drinking. You <sighs> your brother's farewell. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to see Matt take fucking huge bumps like that. It just fucking really bothers me. Who would you rather see take a bump, Matt Hardy or Sting? Oh fuck, honestly. What kind of bump are we talking? Like yeah. the type of bumps that Matt Hardy keeps trying to take. Let the table spot. That's a fucking pick them because I don't want to see either one of them fucking wrestle and take bumps like that. You know what though? If I if cringe we, every time Sting dives off of something. You know I what? Do. If, if if you're holding a yeah, I'm I'm with Joey K on this, but like if you're holding a gun to my head and like if I don't make a choice, you're gonna pull the trigger. I would probably say if I if I had to choose one of those two that I would rather see take a table bump, I'd have to say Matt because you know he's done so many in the past. See, I'm gonna go the opposite because yeah. we've seen Matt completely knock the fuck out, concussed oh. like crazy. Now, and we all know Sting's neck is not anywhere in good shape, so that there's always that fucking scary thought and risk. But he's been. Have we ever so seen far. Sting? Did you ever see Sting completely fucking unconscious? No. Like, super concussed, fucked up. Like, no. I mean, yeah, that neck injury, he can be paralyzed. Of course, that's fucking terrifying. But, dude, Matt, I mean, he's got little kids, man. Like, dude, I I want him to remember their fucking names. And I'm not saying that in a rude way. But no, like, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. I don't want, I don't want to have to change the kids' diapers and his. Dude, yeah, man, that fucking scares the shit out of me. I, I'd say I'd rather see Sting take a bump, and that's a hard thing because I've said so many times I don't want to see Sting take any more bumps like that. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, guys, but before what we go. What a fucking downer that was. Okay, great. <laughs> Let's end up on a high note. Can we get on to something else real quick? Yeah, I got one thing I want to talk about here real quick before we uh, wrap it up. Um Always wrap know, it up, gentlemen. Yeah, keep keep it keep it under wraps. But um, coming up this weekend uh, in the Chicago area, we got uh, C2E2, which is uh, the big comic convention in uh, Chicago. Um, I'm actually going to be there all weekend. So, like we always like to say, if you see see us, beer us. So if you see me at the show, please beer me. Um, but I'm actually going not only as to to walk around, but I'm actually going to be helping out at a booth. I'm actually going to be helping out at a uh, with my friend Michael Kingston, who runs Headlock Comics. He's going to have a booth. Uh, it's going to be booth number 551 all weekend. Uh, so he's got a lot of really great wrestling-themed comic books, art prints, things nice. like that. But the big news is is that uh, he's going to have a guest with him all weekend, and that is going to be one uh, newly minted WWE Hall of Famer, Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, is going to be at C2E2 at booth, uh, the Headlock Comics booth number 551. Come see him. Uh, he'll be there all weekend signing autographs, taking pictures. Uh, like I said, if you see me there, bring me a beer. I'll be your friend forever. So but, if uh, you want to see DDJ get spread out and filleted like a fucking Alaskan halibut this weekend by a real <laughs> man, swing by booth 551. 551, right? Yep. Yeah, for uh, for C2E2 and see Big Pop Pump make a man out of DDJ. 
He has Why 141 percent <laughs> of becoming a man this so, week. So I have to ask you two this uh, this real quick question, and then we'll let Javon take it home. Why are you guys so obsessed with this stuff with me? It's like it makes me wonder about you two. I I love you. You're yeah, just, it's just so easy though because it is like you like look you've we've done it already in the show tonight. You said shit about us, and we just come back with fucking like, yeah, cool, man. I- I'm good with it. Yeah. Like, like, I, I, I'm, I'm down. Whatever. We just like roll it off. You get so worked up, and I <laughs> fucking love it because you're like, ah, ah, like you get all riled up about it. It's fucking uh, great. That's the best part for me. It's okay. awesome. Like, like you know. That's why, and we love you. We love. I you. know it's it's all in, in seriousness, though. It's all in good fun. Ninety percent is all in good fun. What about the other ten percent? <laughs> the other ten percent, well, the other the other. That's 10%, just Joey K being Joey K. Yeah, that's pretty much it, too. You know. <laughs> all right, Jovan, we're almost, we're coming up on almost two hours. Take us home. All right, everybody. If you stayed through the whole show, thank you very much. We had a lot to give you guys today because we didn't do a show last week, so we gave you two shows in one. No noticeable about our two-hour runtime. So thank you, everybody, to the premier, Joey K, who tells you you can put two in the pink and one in the sink, to the six-star trivia machine, the five-star trivia machine, Mr. DDJ, who will be with the big bad booty daddy this weekend at C2E2 if you see him beer him. From me, Giovanni Chuhani, over here with you guys all night long. Thanking everybody for listening, staying with us this long, staying up with us if you're listening late night with us. Uh, thanks to the girls in the accounting, the guys over there in catering, and thank you to everybody coming back to the WWE when your contracts got booked out by Johnny Ace. Good night, everybody, and let's go NDAs. <laughs> Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.